You're listening to the Parents Who Talk podcast. We're here to help you find commonality and community in parenthood. Now let's talk. <laughs> I was like, nope, we're not going to take a nap today, so you go to bed early. <laughs> I like, I actually liked it when my kids started to skip a nap. Actually, my kids were horrible sleepers, uh-huh. but I really liked it when they actually were tired earlier. Yes. It helps. It really helps. <laughs> a lot. So that you can diffuse and think and have an adult conversation. Exactly. <laughs> But let's get started. So tell me a little bit about your family. I know your family pretty well, but for anyone listening, tell me about your family. Okay. My name is Nicole Macbeth. I grew up in California, in Southern California. My husband and I met in college. And so my family just consists of Travis and I and our six kids and now three grandkids and going on four, which is crazy. Yeah. When people tell you time flies, it's really true. Time flies. Oh my gosh. Like it's a little surreal, but anyway, what, what would you like to know about our family other than that? We're so crazy. Oh my gosh. You're not. Yes, we are. (laughs) Who taught you how to bake and to cook? Cause you're great at both of them. You're really nice. So (laughs) I feel like that was really a tradition in both sides of my family. So I'm part, I'm kind of, I come from lots of different backgrounds. My dad's side is um, from Spain and they're Native Americans and also, um, and Hispanic, so Mexico. And um, my, his mom, my grandma Marie was a phenomenal cook. My great grandma Jenny, her mom, phenomenal cook. In fact, anyone that I ask about recipes that great grandma Jenny made, they're like, oh, Miha, she doesn't have any recipes. She did it all by memory. And I'm like, dang it. Because she honestly made delicious food. Um, my Aunt Louise made amazing food. And they always were teaching my mom like different, um, like my mom. So growing up in California, it's a melting pot of like diverse people. Right. So my mom and dad had lots of different friends. So my mom literally learned from different friends how to cook really good Japanese food, really good Thai food, really good Italian food, really yummy Mexican Hispanic food and some Spanish food from my dad's side of the family. My mom's side of the family is French, Dutch and Swedish. And so, um, so I learned how to bake and think like, honestly, my very first memory when, when I was really little watching Christmas shows like, um, Frosty the Snowman and my mom always used to make a Swedish tea ring and, um, she learned how to do that from her grandma and then, um, And then she started just to do cinnamon rolls. So I was very little, like I barely could reach the table and she would have me stand on a chair and roll out whatever she was doing. And then she'd set me aside and, and then she would finish doing cinnamon rolls. But that's really who I learned a lot from was my mom. 
And what patience she must have had because I've <gasps> tried to bake with Jane and she's three and a half and I lose it every time. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, don't touch what? this, don't do that. You're not the only one. I think it's really hard. I think it's I I always had this vision of teaching my kids and having this fun little baking session around the table. No, it never was like that ever. Yeah. Really, that was just like a dream. I don't, and, and some kids don't want to bake. I have some kit, some of my girls really do not like to bake. Some of my girls enjoy baking. Travis is a really good cook. Like, um, he cooks like different variety of dinners and he likes to come in the kitchen, make a huge mess and make a delicious meal and then leave it all. So (laughs) drives us all crazy. But anyway, so everyone doesn't like to bake in my family, but Cassidy and Madeline do. And we all bake differently. I feel like they have taken on more of my mom's personality as far as everything just has to be measured and perfect. And so, okay. So anyway, that's interesting. Okay. And you, when did you officially start like selling cinnamon rolls? When did you start Cinnamama? Okay. So, um, I'm trying to think when Tristan, all six of the kids were at home a very long time ago, a friend of mine asked me to make cinnamon rolls for her husband's mortgage business. And they had just moved into this huge building. And she said, Nicole, I want you to do this little welcome thing for everybody. And I said, okay, are you sure? And she's like, yes, I really want you to do this. I love your cinnamon rolls. So I did that. And then that's how it just became a seasonal thing. Mm -hmm. And it was seasonal for, I'd say at least four to five years. And then I decided that I needed to go into a commercial kitchen. So you were doing it out of your house for that long? Yes. Which is crazy. And it, and to other people that have, that sell baked goods, there's certain things that you can sell out of your home under the cottage law Mm -hmm. and it works out just fine. And all of the offices I sold to were fine with it. But after a while, I just thought I'm going to blow my my ovens up. I have double ovens. I wasn't super nice some of my kids really did not like me cooking in our home because I would not let them in the kitchen. So it got to be a little dicey when they got older. So I just figured, okay, it's time to go in a commercial kitchen. And it's been, it's been a good decision. I would love to have my own kitchen at some point. We'll see. Oh, that's exciting. So I tried and made cinnamon rolls just for my neighborhood. And I took like orders from neighbors and stuff. Yeah. Oh my gosh. It was the hardest thing and I didn't make that much money for how much work I did. Oh but, my, oh Megan, my gosh. That's a huge undertaking. Oh my gosh. It was so much work and like my feet hurt. I couldn't like stand up for the next day. I was so exhausted. So You're for you to do hurt. that for, yes, for you to do that for so long is amazing to me. You're um, really nice. And I love your cinnamon rolls. They are the best. They really You're are. really sweet. It is actually a family recipe. And I have to say, a friend of mine, um, her mother-in-law at one point said, Nicole, I want it. I want to show you some of my tricks that I do with my cinnamon rolls. And I said, that's great. So she did. And it helped me even more. 
it's been trial and error. Because yeah. I literally started to bake bread. So my mom, when I was in high school, was asked by a couple of business owners to bake bread for their businesses. And I was literally leaving to go to college the summer that she was asked to do that. So she taught me how to bake bread, like literally loaves of bread. And we did it two, three summers in a row. And then every time I would leave, she'd say, well, I don't have help. I'm just going to wait till you come back. And I honestly did not even start baking bread again until after I had my sixth kid. Oh my gosh. And anyway, anyway, so. Yeah. I made your bread recipe that you. Yeah. How did posted. it go? It went really well. It was so good. good. <laughs> I'm so glad because so that's good. actually a really good recipe. And I feel really bad. I actually have a fridge full of starter. When I said that I was going to show everyone how to make starter, it's like multiplied and had babies now. Yes. And I, I did a lot of research on it. I bought a couple books about it. I watched YouTubes and I have actually, it's not as easy peasy as people think it is. No. Yeah. I've looked even just like Amish friendship bread. I'm like, yes, too complicated. That's yes. so much, like, it's, it's like a two week process. It, it really is. It's almost worse than babies. Like you have to babysit your starter yeah. more than you do a dog. Yeah. You have to babysit it. And one of my friends actually told me that she takes it on vacation with her. Oh my gosh. And that I was, was like, so wait, I didn't just hear you correctly. Did I? And she goes, no, yeah, I take it on vacation with me. And I, it, it's a lot and you have to do the right things to help it to grow. Yeah. And luckily mine hasn't been sick. So I have so much to share. I'm so excited <laughs> about it. Actually. It's very oh, interesting. That's awesome. Okay. So jumping into more of a motherhood topic, what would okay. you say is the greatest, your greatest strength as a mother? Well, okay. I'm telling you this only because we just got done with mother's day. Yeah. And we had kind of, we had church and we were all talking just about mothers. And I think what I've heard from my adult kids, so my age range of kids go from 26 down to 14. So Casting Kelsey are 26, Madeline's 24, Davis is 22, and then Maggie's 16 and Tristan's 14. So we had a huge gap in between. Um, and the one thing that each of them said is that I help them to um, really learn how to be prayerful. Oh, and so I feel like maybe a strength of mine has also been to start at a young age, focusing in on their needs and actually really getting to know each individual child because they're all completely different. Right. There, no one is alike, including your own children, and they're all unique and different in amazing ways. And I can't even all of six of my kids, they might all be similar, but they have very different strengths and weaknesses. And I feel like my goal as a mom was always to, I don't know, nurture just who they are. I wanted to listen to what they needed and not dictate or live my dreams through them. Because I had friends whose moms did that and it didn't go well for them. It didn't help them grow. It just gave them a lot of guilt. Yeah. And I, I struggle with that too with Jane. She's very outgoing. 
very like a big personality, which was not me at all. Yes. And I was little. And so at times I want to be like, okay, you need to be like softer. You need to be this or that. And I'm like, yes, no, I need to let her be who she is. And she's an energetic, you know, big personality child. So that's hard to, and especially having six kids, how did you do that so individually? And how have you continued to do that? Well, I want to back up with your little Jane. Do you find that it's like a daily, do you find like it's a daily struggle or do you find yourself going, oh my gosh, okay, I just have to let go. Like what, what do you find? Yeah. So, and I think most of it's like when we're out around people, like I'm like, I don't want her to be too loud or annoying or what, you know what I mean? Like I want her to be perceived as something that she's just not. She's a big personality. I don't know how else to describe you her. Don't, you don't want her to bug anyone. Right. Yes. Or embarrassed. And you know what is so, I have been there. I find that I made a lot of different, and I'm not saying you're making a mistake, but yeah. I look at myself as a young mom and I look at myself as an older mom. And for sure there are things that I did as a younger mom that I think, oh my gosh, why was I worried about that? And a lot of it was just me, my own individual, um, my own feelings and my own desire for my kid to be happy. And so I get what you're saying about that because actually, honestly, Maggie, my 16 year old is the combination of Cassidy, Kelsey, Madeline in good and bad ways, but she's like colorful and out there. And sometimes she'll look at me and she'll say, mom, I know what you're going to tell me and I'm not anything like you. And sometimes (laughs) she really does not know what I'm going to say to her. But I think sometimes as a mom, you just want your kids to be happy and you want people to like them. But I have found over the years, just through trial and error, that your child has these very unique and amazing personalities and their God-given gifts and talents. And if you nurture those, if they feel your love and your acceptance, they're going to see, well, maybe I could change this or they're going to, they're going to internalize, okay, my mom loves me no matter what, but maybe I could do this a little bit differently. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. That's perfect. I actually have like a memory of being, this was probably like seventh grade being at your house, hanging out with Cassidy and Kelsey and Maggie must've been like two oh my or something. And she was like running around crazy totally yeah. like trying to like be with us and stuff. And oh, so Megan, were you one of the ones that sat in the room and Cassidy and Kelsey would close the door and they'd say, Maggie, go away. <laughs> I'm sure she probably did. <laughs> she did it with Cassie and Kelsey. She did it with Madeline. And sometimes I, like we laugh about it now, but I would say, Madeline, you're being so mean. Just include Maggie. And I finally realized no one is ever going to include a two-year-old right in their teenager like fun days it's not like they might say oh cute we love you okay now go away right (laughs) yeah no maggie was like that see you remember too yeah she's always been like jane yeah like life of the party yeah so great 
but yes. maybe too much for people. I don't know. That's the thing is. I feel like this is what I've learned and maybe it's because I'm just, I've um, made a lot of mistakes along the way. I bet you anything, Jane, as much as you worry about, well, is she going to be too noisy or is she going to bug people? If you nurture who she is and say, oh, Jane, I love when you do that. But right now, what if we did and you give her choices? Mm -hmm. She'll choose something if it's her idea. Does that make sense? Yes. And then she's like, oh, it. I don't know how to describe it, but they internalize. It could be a look in your eyes. It could be anything that I do. My kids will say, what? You're looking at me weird or you're not, you don't like this, whatever it is. And they've done it less and less because I'm like, no, I think you're great. You're fine. I don't care. I honestly don't care now. (laughs) Uh, I don't care because you know what? Honestly, Megan, if there are people that are going to look at you and look at Jane and judge Jane as a little girl and say, oh my gosh, she's really bugging me, then that's on them. Right. They're allowing a three-year-old to dictate their day. So let Jane be happy and bright and all those things because life is going to happen to her enough where your heart is going to break when you see her saying, she didn't like me or he didn't include me. Yes, yeah, I'm dreading kindergarten because I know <gasps> something's going to oh. happen. It's just going to be so hard. Honestly, I feel like kindergarten is really difficult for little kids because they're expected to keep all these rules. And you've taught Jane so well that she's going to know, okay, I need to be good in class. And then when she comes home, she's going to let it all out. Yes. And I, prom- I don't know, maybe I'm the only family that this happened with, but all of my kids would, the teachers would say, oh, your kids were great. And they're so well behaved. And I'm like, really? Because when they come home, they're so sad and frustrated and they cry. So kindergarten is a real big growth time for yes. you and Jane. Yes. <laughs> it'll, be, it'll be great. It'll be good. Yes. You'll, you'll do a great job. Um, Okay. What advice do you have for somebody who wants a big family? Because I come from just me and my sister. So I don't know all the sibling dynamics and just like big family dynamics. My husband is the youngest of seven, so he kind of gets it, but. Wow. He is. Yes. Okay. I didn't know that. Okay. Megan, first of all, I never, ever thought in my brain I want a big family. Right. I'm going to have six kids. If To be completely honest with you, I come from a family where my mom only had my brother and I. Okay. And so I didn't come from a big family. My mom was an only child. Oh my my dad is the oldest of five kids. I, I didn't set out to have six children. And I'm not exaggerating when I tell you every time I had another child, my mom would say, Oh my gosh, I just can't believe you have another kid because it just was so not in like in our family. Right. But to to back up, um, it took Travis and I a while to even get pregnant. Like it took us about five years to get pregnant. Wow. So I didn't just think about, I'm going to have a big family. I even wondered if I could even have a family. 
my body was just not reacting to any test or anything. After I had Cassie and Kelsey, it was like shocking that I even would get pregnant. What advice would I give somebody that wants a big family? I would say that they really, that the husband and wife need to talk a lot about their expectations with the children. Like, what are their expectations? I feel like communication is a huge issue just in relationships, let alone with children. Yes. There's huge communication breakdowns. So I feel like if you want a big family, then be prepared for lots of activity, lots of being flexible. You have to be flexible and you have to be accepting and you have to, you have to have a lot of resilience. It's a lot of work. Yes. Parenthood is really wonderful, but it's a lot more work than I ever thought it would be. Yes, me too. Do you think so? I, yeah, I had so many other thoughts after having Jane, like, oh, I'll go back to work and I'll do, finish school and do all these things. And then, you know, here we are three and a half years later and neither of those things have happened because I feel so busy and feel like this work is hard but important and just something I need to focus on right now. You could read a ton of books about being a mom. You can listen to all the podcasts. You can talk to all the moms about being a mom. But until you have your first child, you have no idea what it's going to entail and the stress it might put on your marriage or the emotions that you might have as a mom. Yes. There's a lot of things are just unknown. And it's one of those things that you just have to, you have to be very patient with yourself. And I wasn't very patient with myself as a young mom. I expected a lot for myself. You young moms need to be just nice to yourself and Mm -hmm. you need to, it's okay that you haven't gone back to school and you don't have a job and all of these things, because if that, that's not important right now, it might be important down the road. Right. And that's how I view it too, is like school's going to be there. Jobs are going to be there. Mm-hmm. They're not going to be this little forever. I want to be there with them. No, that's really true. And that's part of the reason, honestly, Megan, that I didn't go, that I didn't go look for a commercial kitchen or I didn't pursue my business before my kids were older because you can never take, you can never get that time back. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Something a little more light. What is your favorite thing to bake? (laughs) Okay. What's my favorite? I, that's a tough one. I feel like there's a lot of things I enjoy baking. I would have to say my favorite thing to bake would be cinnamon rolls or treats. I'm not decorating cakes. I'm not doing anything like that, but enjoyable because I know what I'm doing. And enjoyable because I can ask everyone, well, what did you think about this? Or when I very first started, it was very therapeutic because I was creating something and enjoyed that. And before I even did cinnamon rolls, I had a business with jewelry. Oh, yeah. So I really missed that hugely. I really missed it. I feel like all of us have a lot of creativity within us, everyone across the board. And it just manifests itself in different ways. Mm-hmm. And for me, maybe it manifests itself through baking because I had a lot of happy memories with my mom and my grandma, my grandma, my mom's mom is grandma. And it just was happy memories and provided 
businesses with corporate thank yous. I mean, that's basically how I got started. As it being like a creative outlet for you, how do you put that into your business? So instead of it just being like for friends or family, once you started really making it a business, how did you incorporate the creative side? The creativity? Yeah. Creativity, like I feel right now, like I'm finally figuring out that I love connecting with people. Well, I always have. I'm a psychology major from college. Okay. And so now I love the fact that I'm, we're doing a newsletter and the creative part of it might be, I don't know, just having fun with it and trying other things and not taking it so seriously. And the lady that works with my friend that works with me, Laurel, she is a whiz in the kitchen and we've had fun just trying different things. And I feel like you can always be creative and have fun and try, like we've been trying different vanillas and we try different taste tests of butter and we're like, oh, let's try this. It's just kind of fun. And I love talking to you, talking to other clients. And I really actually want to know, what do you guys want to know? Like, I, I honestly, it's, it's interesting to me to connect with everybody. And I've had so many women from different backgrounds, like a lady from Austria reach out to me. I have different, just different ladies, but it's fun to connect with everyone. Yeah. That's so awesome. That's kind of why I started, or we started this podcast was because I felt like there was something that I needed in my life and I love to talk to people. And so this works out perfectly. Megan, Um, I'm so happy for you. I think that's awesome. Honestly, like do it. Well, figure this out while you're young, because I feel like in a lot of ways I did and I didn't. Mm-hmm. I had made a huge goal to graduate from college. So I did that. And then I don't know, I just I feel like it's fun to be creative. It's something that we're born with. It's something everybody is born to do. We're born to create. What advice if you had like one piece of advice for young families, what would it be? I feel like young families, you need to be You need to be patient with yourself. You need to be nice to yourself. You need to actually love yourself. And I heard something on a podcast that I love and I do it every day. And she said, I wake up every morning and I learned to just say, good morning. I love you. And I love that because a lot of times we don't like ourselves. We don't love ourselves. And then we're creepy to ourselves. We're mean to other people. As young families, you need to be really patient with yourselves. You need to be. You need to first love Megan and then you're going to love Jane and you're going to love your family in general and you're going to be patient with yourself as you grow because as your family grows, you're growing and you need to be generous with other people and not judge. Don't judge yourself. Don't judge other people. Be prepared to just be flexible and have faith and be prayerful and know that raising a family is a lot of work, but it's not bad. It's not negative. That's something that I share with my girls as well. Yeah. And then give yourself time. Like you and your husband need to get away. Yes. Sometimes (laughs) it's okay for you guys to go away, not just on date night, but go away and actually have fun and remember why you got married. Because on a day-to-day, on the daily basis, raising kids, it can be- It's exhausting. Hard. (laughs) And hard, really yeah. hard and exhausting. Yes. Yeah. Oh, perfect. Those are great. Where can people find you? Where can they follow you and get some of your cinnamon rolls? Gosh, they can look up 
Um, our website is cinemamaorders.com or they can look me up through Instagram. It's just cinemama on Instagram and they can DM me and if they want, they can join our newsletter and we're going to start sending out the newsletter like twice a month. Did you get the newsletter? I did get the newsletter. It was so great. I loved how it was laid out. It was so awesome. I'm so glad. And every month, I mean, every, every time we send it out, we're going to share a recipe and we don't want it to be this long, arduous newsletter. We want it to be light yeah. and fast to read and interesting. And we just want to connect with all the ladies, whether they buy things or not. We, that's what our goal is to do. That's perfect. Perfect. Well, thank you so much, Nicole. This is so awesome. I you're so sweet. You thank this. you for having me. Yeah. I love this. I'm so impressed that you're doing your podcast. I love it. Thank you. You're awesome. You're awesome. (laughs) Thanks for listening to the Parents Who Talk podcast. If you like what you've heard, please leave us a review and share the love. Make sure to follow us on Instagram at the Parents Who Talk and join our exclusive Facebook group, the Parents Who Talk podcast. Remember to be yourself and do your best.